This is Battleground, and today is Wednesday, August 19th. We're 76 days away from the election, and as always, we have the professor, the man, the myth, the legend, Jim Dornan. Welcome to the show, Jim. Thanks, Ivan. Good to see you again, brother. Likewise, man. Wow, what a nightmare. What a shit show. We are allowed to say shit show on here. Uh, what the hell clown show was that, man, that we've seen the last two nights? That is, the, you know what? I've said this. And, and, and I think I'm going um, to be right if the media is honest. But instead of getting a bump or a bounce, I think they're going to take a dip. I just don't see how they get any kind of positive reaction out of that clown show, man. Well, I'll tell you, uh, my doctor told me to stay away from watching it because uh, I've got high blood pressure anyway. And so I didn't want to get all worked up. But I've certainly been reading and watching clips on it. See, it was a narrative after Monday, after yeah, Monday night yeah. that uh, is this going to hurt them or it's going to help them. Yeah. Um, you know, for all the media saying uh, all this stuff about how Trump's got to be more than anti-Biden, well, how about the Democrats have to be more than anti-Trump? I mean, I, I, I get that there's stuff out there that, that they're using, the COVID response being looks to be the main thing they're using right now. But, I mean, what is Joe Biden going to do for us? Bring us into socialist hell with AOC and Bernie and the rest of those leftist lunatics? I mean, come on, give me a break. Dude, it was crazy, man. And we saw something awesome, something stellar yesterday that I, that I got to bring up. We talked about it off camera. Kim Klasik. Wow. She's awesome. Love, love, love Kim. I, I can't wait till we have more candidates like her. She's running up in a very, very bad district, obviously. Uh, it's a D plus 23. But, I mean, she's got so much energy. She's a good-looking woman. She's an intelligent woman. I mean, and, and she brings energy to a party that needs it. And, frankly, we need to get more African-American, Hispanic women running for office and women, period, running for office. I know, man. I'm sick I, and tired we, of our party being the party of old white men. Oh my God, man. I, I, hey, you're preaching to the choir, man. We created this group called the Silent Minority that you've heard me talk about. Um, you know, there is a silent minority out there and we are going to be heard on November. I'm telling you, it's going to be a surprise, but it's coming, man. It's coming. There are a lot of Kim Klasics out there. There are a lot of people out there that are just not saying that to any pollster. And it's going to be a big, big surprise. <laughs> But, man, she rocked it, man. She absolutely rocked it. I know she's doing the tours today. She was on Fox and Friends, on Outnumbered. She's, she's doing Hannity. So that's going to rock, man. That's that, going to rock. That video, I mean, I grew up in Baltimore, so I take a lot of pride in, uh, in seeing her do her thing. That video is, is spot on. Those spots in West Baltimore are the saddest things you can possibly see. I mean, everyone – looks at Baltimore and they kind of see the inner Harbor and maybe federal Hill and some other sections that have, that have been fortunate enough to grow. But you look at places like West, ba West Baltimore, where, you know, Elijah Cummings was there for 20 something, 30 something years. And there's been no change whatsoever. The poor are still poor. It's because of government policies, Democrat government policies that have kept those folks poor. And, and until we l allow them to break out of poverty, they're going to continue to be poor. And, and I, that's what I like about Kim. She's bringing that message directly to those folks. Yeah, I mean, it was amazing, you know, having seen that, watching that video, having her walking through the streets, you know, every clip. And, you know, she said something so impactful is, and you just mentioned it, right, is the city has been run by Democrats. So they've, they've absolutely executed every policy that they wanted for the last 
53 years. Yep. Starting so, with Nancy Pelosi's father, by the way. Is that right? That's correct. He was mayor. D'Alessandro was mayor back in the 50s. Um, he was a racist, too, by the way, just FYI. Uh, and, All uh, Democrats are racist, man. Come on. Well, they, are, they are indeed. They, I mean, anyone that wants to keep poor minorities poor are yep. racist in my book. Absolutely. And uh, it, it's so refreshing to see uh, people starting to talk about that instead of trying to bury it under the rug like it has been for the last 50-something years. I know, man. I know. She's in a tough race. What is that? A D plus what? 23. It's very <laughs> difficult. Um, you know what? But you got to start someplace. Uh, but she can know, inspire. She could inspire and flip that vote, man. I'm telling you, the silent minority is ready to come out. Well, she's the legacy of Jack Kemp. I mean, Jack yep. Kent started Minority Outreach when, when, when our party was a country club. Yep. And uh, he recognized that, that there's a large segment of the population that's being left out. And they're still being left out, frankly, under Democrat and liberal policies. Yep. And it'll be even worse under socialist policies if, if we allow AOC and those other lunatics to get in get a further and we could uh we could sure use jack kemp today huh man oh man oh man, oh, man. Uh, you know you still got bob woodson folks like bob woodson out there who's a just an amazing human being as well and and i you know i, I guarantee he's caught his 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 rash of you know what um because he's he's an african-american speaking out in a conservative manner and yeah. and jc watts who i helped elect to congress back in the 90s you know, I mean, a lot of them are, are, are pioneers, you know, and, and trailblazers. And, and we need to keep encouraging folks like that to keep coming, coming out and speaking up. Yeah, it, but, you know, I got to tell you, man, I, I think there's only, there's only one Jack Kemp, and, and it's a shame that he's not around today because our party needs him, you know, desperately. Um, you know, Jimmy's doing a great job, by the way, you know, running the Chick Kemp Foundation and, you know, they created the Empower America Project, which is doing exactly what his father was doing, right, is is reaching out to minorities and he's taking it a step further. He's, uh, you know, holding these shops and training, you know, candidates, minority candidates, bringing them into the party, you know, getting them ready, you know, to, to go out there and campaign and raise money, run a campaign, et cetera, et cetera, man. Uh, you know, so I'm glad the legacy of Jack Kemp is not, you know, is not dead, you know. Absolutely. Absolutely. Jimmy, Jimmy has been fantastic. And, uh, you know, we need more people like Jimmy out there um, yeah. doing doing that stuff. Yeah, without a doubt, man. So Kim is uh, Kim is 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 hitting it on all cylinders, brother. Uh, I, I heard uh, Don Jr. texted her and she's going to be featured as a candidate of the week next week. Uh, I think they're doing a fundraiser for her uh, next, uh, I think, Monday. I think, uh, I think the president's doing a fundraiser for her. So, you know, with that much needed help, man, uh, and, and, and the right campaign, I think she could pull off a surprise, Jim. I don't know. Yeah, you're, you're, you're the professor, man. You're the expert. You tell us. How does she win? She wins. I think she wins if she runs in an off year. I mean, that's what I think is going to do it because, you know, Biden will bring out a – ton of democrat voters just like trump will bring out a ton of republican voters but the problem is there aren't a ton of republican voters in that district so i you don't think, think you, you don't think that there could be a flip I, I i i seriously doubt it i mean listen i would love to be wrong i've been wrong before yeah. but i i just that's i i think that she needs to keep doing what she's doing you yeah. know i mean helen bentley in maryland ran three times over in that dundalk district on the other side of baltimore before she wound up beating a 30 or 40 year incumbent um clarence long so i mean kim can do it she's just got to keep at it and 
you know, in this day and age, it's, it's hard to settle for second, you know, time after time after time. And I get that. It's just, uh, it's a different world than it was before. And, um, but I like what she's doing and I think she's going to be a superstar in the party, no matter what she decides to do next. Yeah, I agree with you, man. I agree. I think, uh, I think we need more, uh, more, more Kim classics, man, out there without a doubt. Without no a question. Doubt. No question. So talk to us, professor, man. What, what are you bringing to the table today? What have you seen? What's changed since last Wednesday? It seems like an eternity already because so much stuff happened. It really does. It really does. Well, um, there's some scuttlebutt among Republican operatives right now that they're worried that the Trump campaign's message is not completely focused. There's an article in the examiner today. Um, I tend to agree with that. Um, I mean, Trump is a great messenger. He just needs to find the right message. And he's been all over the map. And frankly, I think this post office stuff has been a mistake. Um, I just don't see, I, I, I think he winds up chasing away his voters, his base, who are live in rural districts and who like the mail. They like getting the mail. And so starting to question uh, the, the guy that brings their mail every single day to them and keeps them connected to the world, uh, I think is a big, big, big problem. And I, I, I'm glad that there, at least the post office or the postmaster general has said, okay, we're not going to do anything. By the way, those changes were instituted by the Obama administration, not by Trump. Uh, and they were money saving um, changes and efforts uh, because the post office has been a catastrophe. Yep. I mean, I used to argue during the all Obamacare, Government can't get the mail delivered. How are they going to deliver healthcare to us? You know, so what we got to do is get off the post office. We got to get on what Trump is going to do in a second term, which, by the way, I'm still not sure. Um, grow the economy. Yes. Cut taxes. Yes. He's been good on that. But he, he keeps going in 100 different directions. And, and, you know, he needs to focus a little bit better than he is. And, 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 and by the way, Biden is a radical leftist, whereas that's a great message on one level, is not going to be the complete defining message. Um, he may be able to get away with the uh, Biden is a brain dead moron because, I mean, every time Biden opens his mouth, I kind of cringe, you know? I mean, the speech that he gives tomorrow night, I will be watching that and I'll probably be recording it yep. so I can go back to it and go, holy cow. This yep. SOB wants to be president of the United States. He can barely put a sentence together. Yep. So, um, you know, I, but, but going back to the original statement is I just think Trump needs to focus a little bit better. I mean, he's been promising health care for four years now. We've got nothing on Obamacare. You've got people losing their jobs, having no health insurance whatsoever. And, and I mean, if that's the situation in November, those people are going to go to the polls and say, uh -uh, you promised and you didn't deliver. It's those 250 counties that I talked to you about way early on when I first started doing this with you that voted twice for Obama and once for Trump. Where's the change, Mr. President? That's what they want the answer to. And those 200 plus are the ones that decide the election. That, that's, that's correct. That's, that's, correct. that's, that's rough, man. That's, a, that's like, a tough history, too. There's 30 of them in Iowa alone. Yeah. So, I mean, he's, he's got to do that. So I'm a little, I'm a little concerned about that. Um, Senate, I still haven't changed. I'm, I'm very slightly bullish on it, yeah. uh, that we can, we can hold it, especially with Marshall beating Kobach in the primary in Kansas. Um, a little worried about Susan Collins, although never, ever, ever underestimate her. I still like Corey and I like Danes in Montana, Colorado, Montana. 
worried about Tom Tillis, worried about Joni Ernst, worried about Sal, um, um, McSally. Uh, what's her first? I'm sorry. Uh, Martha McSally, right? Sorry about that. I was going to call her Sally McSally. <laughs> um, uh, and so well, we, we're picking up Alabama too, right? So we'll get the Jones seat. Absolutely. I think I mentioned last week that uh, Tuberville's up 17 yep. down there. Um, and I, I just was sent uh, Jones's speech at the convention. So I'll be combing through that and uh, reporting back on that to you next week. Awesome. Awesome, brother. Hey, so coming back to another issue that you talked that you talked about that I think is going to be um, that, it, that 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 has been swept under the rug, and is not being addressed is this um, this uh, COVID relief package. Yeah, so you're right. Died. It just died, and I think I told you last week. I think they're not going to do anything until September 30th, which is the deadline for a CR, right? Well, that's correct. Um, so they're coming back. Nancy is bringing the house back uh, this weekend, actually. Yeah, before um, that. For the post office crap. Yeah. Um, you know, they're going to want $25 million. I mean, they, Trump said he'd give them 10 The yeah. post office requested two. It's yeah. not like they need $25 million. I mean, it's typical Democrats throwing money at a problem, right? So, um, but that might be the impetus if she's in town. Um, the, the problem with the White House, I've kind of figured out, is, is Meadows. Um, because I think Mnuchin and Trump want a deal. Yeah. Um, I don't think they want a, the, the $2 million deal that, that, that Nancy put out there isn't a deal. It's all it is is shortening of the time frame of the $3.5 million original deal that they trillion, passed. Trillion, trillion, trillion. Right? Trillion, that's correct. Yeah. So. So I think Trump will go higher than a billion if, if they're able to get together. But I think it's going to have, it's not going to have any of this garbage with bailing out pensions, giving tax relief to rich Democrats up in blue states. I mean, just the liberal laundry list that's in there. I think if they do, you know, direct payments, 1200 or whatever, again, I think if they do the uh, unemployment benefits, I think if they do, um, oh, uh, you know, some other, uh, for, for, for frontline workers, I think there, there are probably five to seven issues that they've already agreed on, but she's just insisting that they do this other liberal garbage. And, and I, I actually, I think both, both parties are being hurt significantly by it. And it's something needs to be passed. If Trump's going to win, um, it's going to have to be passed very quickly because it's going to take the states a few weeks to get together on, um, on unemployment uh, very quickly. On the way over here, um, Hogan is, is going ahead and accepting it. You know, I think a handful of states, maybe a dozen states have. But even he said it's going to take us to the end of September to get these checks coming to you with the added amount of money. That's, that's six weeks away. I mean, people are hurting now. Dude, you know what? I'm going to pause you right there because this is, this is, this is just cringing, dude. This is crazy. You know, because I would never have seen this before on social media. And I saw somebody that we're mutual friends with uh, posts on Facebook saying, you know, I voted for Obama twice. I voted for Trump once. I'm listening to this convention with open eyes, open ears and an open heart. Um, I don't have money to take my car out. I'm having to go out on my bike and I have three eggs in my refrigerator. Yeah. That's, I mean, it's sad. Uh, I'm telling you, you know, where, where's, where's the freaking help, you know, both sides are fighting and we're dying here. And, and, and I, and I'm a single mom and I got to feed my kids. I was like, Holy shit, man. 
Yep. And even, even colleague, colleagues of ours who yes. um, I have a friend who was with the NRA for 17 years. Now she's got a husband who has a government job, but I mean, she got let go because of this yep. and 17 years and she's got a, she's got a small child. So if she was on her own, she would be SOL right now. Oh, yeah. And, oh, and yeah. There, because there are no jobs in Washington, D.C. No. There's going to be a complete restructuring no. of employment in this town, especially with regards to, to lobbyists, which yep. is the lifeblood of this town, as you well know. Yeah. So, I mean, it, I don't understand the, the reluctance to get this thing going. I mean, they're sitting in that ivory tower in Congress and the White House not thinking about real Americans. Dude, I know lobbyists right now that are hurting. Yep. hurting hurting that don't have a dime in their in their in their account or in their pocket yep i that, know that that are just that 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 are <laughs> you know they're like dude I, I don't know what to do i don't I know. know what to do and, and you know <laughs> you know they're looking for jobs you know government affairs jobs and companies and nobody's hiring no uh, dude, this, there's is, no this is this has hit everybody man across the board i'm telling you and you can't lobby Congress right now because Congress isn't there. They're all working from home. That's right. You know? So, I mean, I really worry about, I mean, to get a little bit into the weeds is the commercial real estate business. Yeah. I mean, what's going to happen with those folks, you know? I mean, this has proven that you can work from home and still be very, very productive. Dude, you know? My brother, my brother works for a uh, multilateral and, um, and they've been working for home since it's broke and they're not going back. Um, yep. they, they got all set up with VPNs, soft num soft lines, uh, you name it, everything, um, to the point where, you know, he, he's in contracts and he's like, man, I've had to cancel contracts with, you know, with, uh, with, with CenturyLink. I've had to cancel our contracts with, you know, all these providers, security, they're about to buy a, a, a you know, a big U S federal building. Uh, they, they stopped that sale. Um, they're like, you know, at this point, we've realized that everybody can, like you said, work from home and be and be as productive and not more. Yep. So it looks like they're going to keep it that way to keep keep costs down and uh, and make sure, you know, if, uh, if if the U.S. or contributing countries don't, you know, don't don't pay their fair, their their share, you know, their annual dues that they can extend life. Right. And, um, and everybody is doing that, man. Um, just around town. I mean, and we, we talked about Bullfeathers are, you know, our favorite place. Um, you know, but so many places are shut down. I mean, I've yep. seen, you know, my local, you know, mall, strip mall. There's so many places that are just closed. Yeah. And, and, you know, going to Bullfeathers, they've cut back to three days a week. And I mean, August is a slow time period in DC anyway, because Congress is on, usually on recess, right? But I mean, they're just dying. You can only get like 50% capacity inside the restaurant. A lot of people are afraid to go inside right now because um, I guess it's come out that it's easier to catch COVID indoors than it is outdoors. And so, uh, you know, it's a scary situation. And we gotta, we gotta do our, we gotta do the podcast from Bullfeathers sometime in the next year. We have to, we definitely have to tell them that we're definitely on board and let's do it, man. The other thing is that people don't have the luxury of spending like they used to, right? Yep. Exactly. Um, you know, instead of going to a bar and dropping 100, 150 bucks or whatever, you know, go get a bottle for 30 and sit at home. Well, know, and right. And there was, so. there was a study done this week is that, you know, it's been what, two or three weeks since the six, extra 600 has been cut off. And, you know, consumer spending is already down. You posted uh, that. You posted that today, didn't you? I did indeed. I did indeed. And I, I predicted that that's exactly what was going to happen. And sure enough, when consumer spending goes down, uh, small business is the one, first one to take the hit. 
restaurants and, and shot little shops and bars and whatnot. And, and so you're going to, there will be no jobs, you know, there will be fewer restaurant workers hired, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. It's, I mean, I'm not a big Keynesian, but this yeah. is where it's time to use that economic theory. Yeah. We have uh, Jeffrey Hazlett on tomorrow. He's a former CMO of Kodak. He was a, uh, He's a, a celebrity entrepreneur. He was on Celebrity Apprentice as a judge with Trump for three years. He's going to be on tomorrow talking about that, about the economy. And exactly what you just said is, um, you know, this is the time when you just got to throw money at it. And, yep. you know, and, and he's one of the guys that said, it doesn't matter how much we need to throw at it, just throw it. You know, if it's, uh, I can't remember the number he said, but I think it was over $10 trillion. He said uh, that, that, that we need to inject into this thing to uh, keep everybody alive because right now we're not talking politics. Right now we're talking Americans and Americans are hurting and we have to do whatever the hell it is that we need to do to take care of our own. And Well, if it doesn't hit this week on, on Friday's numbers, it's going to hit the following week. You're going to see another spike in unemployment. Um, claims because people have nowhere to go and you're going to see consumer spending and another a bunch of other economic indicators go down 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 and then you're going to see the market go down and maybe that's what it's going to take to get Trump's attention because well, um, he he bases everything on the market and I mean those traders are going to look at things and go this is not good and remember what they're trading now is what they're thinking three weeks from now is going to happen so if you're looking at the middle of September and the economy's in the toilet What's that going to do for Trump's reelection? Yeah, that's yeah, bad. It's bad. You're the professor, man. You're the insider. Does that pain, does that pain translate to a relief package before? Yeah, the I, I think, I think we wind up getting one. I pray that before it's Before September 30th? Yeah, I, I, I think so. I think, I think Nancy coming into town, I think she, it's a good excuse, by the way. And I think it's exactly that. It's an excuse. Um, and I, I think that the first call she's going to make is going to be Schumer, Mnuchin, and then they'll bring Cocaine Mitch in. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I, say oh, that, I say that as a joke. I, don't I know. Uh, but, hey, hey, you know what? Uh, th there are plenty of nicknames and jokes in D.C. that uh, everybody uses. So, yeah. I mean, yeah. that, that, was, that was a misnomer by a, by a, a candidate in West Virginia. But <laughs> Who's trying to beat Shelly Moore Capito, I think. But no, I mean, he's uh, – or actually Patrick Morrissey, now that I think about it. But no, yeah. Mitch McConnell is one of the greatest, greatest assets our party has. Yeah, he is uh, – he, he, uh, he, he definitely knows how to, how, to, how to work those halls and whip those votes. And, he does indeed. But, you know, so the moratorium was lifted on, on evictions. They've been evicting people left and right all over the place. Well, right? so it, it, what, what's, what's the story with that? I know well, you were worried about that. That was a big concern, you know, for, for the things that you were bringing up. Um, well, I know, I know we're, hear, we're hearing on our um, side, you know, minorities are impacted very, very heavily on that as well. And so each state can deal with it on its own. So if the governors of these states, like Bowser did it in D.C., she, she kept the moratorium. I'm pretty, sure I'm pretty sure Hogan did as well. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if Northam did it in Virginia. So if these governors aren't extending it until they get some guidance from the feds, then, then 
that's bad on them. They, they need to do this. Um, nothing has changed except for less money in these folks' pockets. So um, allowing evictions to be taking place right now, those, those governors should be voted out of office. Yeah, that's crazy, man. That's crazy. I know there's panic. I, I see it on, you know, on, on, on Latin media a lot, right? You know, uh, a, a, lot of, a lot of people very, very concerned. And, and they ought to and, be. You know, and just, you know, people in tears saying, I don't know what to do. I don't know where to go. And it, it's, it's heart-wrenching, really, you know? It is. It is. I mean, I, listen, this is a different time. and We need to handle things differently than the same old ideological ways. Yeah. How do you see the RNC, man? Uh, I'm hoping they learn from the Democrats' mistakes. I mean, quite frankly, and again, I'm mo mostly reading stuff, but I'm reading both sides, and it, it strikes me as it's been pretty boring. Yeah. Um, I know there's been a lot of um, fluff from, you know, liberal rags like the Washington Post and, and uh, you know, CNN and the usual cast of characters, but um, they've got to find a way to either get some people live in a room someplace or, or just punch it up somehow. You so know? what's the latest and greatest from that? Because they had talked about Gettysburg, they had talked about the White House, they had talked about a venue. Well, I mean, I, I really hope it's not the White House. I'm, I'm hearing that's what it's going to be, and that is just going to cause – it's just going to be another sideshow that be a distraction, Trump does right? not need. Yeah, exactly. Let's do it in a place it's not going to cause consternation from, from the press. And I, I mean, listen, not everything Trump does, wrong, does is wrong, right. but – you know, we got to be that much better than the other guys in, in order to in order to, to survive. You know what I'm saying? And we, we just if I don't want it to become a distraction. So do it at Gettysburg on private property like W did. He did a speech up there. Yep. Um, that was perfectly acceptable. Um, or there are, I mean, do it from Mar-a-Lago, for God's sakes. You know, I mean, yeah. it doesn't matter. It just doing it from the White House is stupid. It's absolutely stupid. And it probably violates some kind of Hatch Act rules. <laughs> well, it wouldn't, right? Because the president is, is, is allowed to campaign, right? So it wouldn't. Yeah, but I mean, you're using, you're using staff, yeah. you know, yeah. and um, it just, it just, it's just dumb. It's just, yeah. it's like, it's an unneeded. I mean, I know he wants the pomp and circumstance of the White House. Yeah. You know what? He's got that every single day. Yeah. You know, do your acceptance speech someplace else. Yeah. I think Mar-a-Lago is probably the best venue you could use. You know, yeah, absolutely. Not controversial. He can fit a good crowd, make it fun. Do it at the Versailles down in uh, Little Havana. There you go. Yeah, yeah, Versailles. That's right, man. <laughs> That's right. We love that place. Oh, I love that place. Well, absolutely love that place, man. And uh, by the way, uh, Stephen Bovo won the runoff, uh, the Republican guy who ran. Uh, yep. for Miami-Dade County mayor. So that's going to be an interesting head-to-head uh, -head with a radical, radical Bernie Sanders Marxist uh, woman running for, for mayor for Miami-Dade County. Insane, bro. Yeah, but how about Laura Loomer, dude? I mean, we got to stop the madness. Stop the madness, for God's sakes. That's crazy, man. Hey, so what do you, um, what do you predict? Any predictions today? Uh, no, I'm going to, I'm going to stay in my August hibernation until Labor Day. Uh, I'm thinking that things are going to be quiet, but that we'll get some kind of deal, maybe middle to end of next week on COVID legislation. That's the only thing other than the RNC that's really going to be going on. Um, I, I, I really don't want to see 
Clint Eastwood talking to an empty chair at the RNC next week. So <laughs> I predict that that does not happen. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I agree. I think the convention is going to be great. I think it'll be fun. It'll be different, but it'll be fun. It'll definitely be a lot better than, than, than the Democrats. This thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, 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 think, I think you're probably right. I mean, and we have the advantage of being second so we can learn from their mistakes. I mean, this is, this is weird, dude. I mean, it's freaking very virtual. Very, very weird. <laughs> hey, let's set up that, uh, let's set up that, live thing, that live podcast at Bullfeathers, man. Absolutely. Uh, we'll we'll no, talk this week about it. All right, cool, man. Ladies and gentlemen, the great Jim Dornan. Jim, thanks for being on the show. Anytime, Ivan. See you next week, brother. Thanks, brother. And don't go anywhere. We're going to be right back. Welcome back. We don't like to finish our podcast without first thanking our sponsors and also thanking you for listening to us every week uh, and every day. Uh, please visit Hispanic Leadership Council at hlc.gop. We can't do it without our sponsors. Uh, they're working very, very hard on converting the Hispanic vote to the Republican Party. Also, Empower America Project, empower.org. Uh, great organization working to bring in all minorities into the Republican Party, converting us into a big tent and making sure we win some elections. If you've been on our page on uh, either Twitter or Facebook, you've seen some armored vehicles uh, that we like to use. Um, armorforrent.com. That's where you can find them. Those vehicles have been in movies. Uh, they were deployed during Katrina. Uh, they were used in the movie Predator and the movie Red Dawn. Really, really cool stuff. Paladin Operations Group, paladinoperations.com, full service security company, uh, anywhere from dignitaries, personal security to uh, sensitive infrastructure. Check them out. Great people. Another group we like to, uh, we like to mention is opportunitymattersfund.org. Opportunity Matters is led by Trey Gowdy. The guy's a stud. Check them out. Uh, they're doing a lot, a lot of great work. And finally, Battleground Group, uh, which is a media company, comms company, political strategy company. Um, check them out. If you need help, we're here. Thank you, and we'll see you tomorrow with some great guests. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.